Welcome to the first episode of Since Last We Met, a podcast produced by Hoya Blue, the leaders of the student section. This week's episode includes a wrap-up of Hoya Athletics, interview with GU Pep Band President Alex Robards, and a few games involving Georgetown Athletics. My name is George Sheehan. I'm Brian Nickley. And I'm Jacob B. Steinberg. All right, boys, let's get into it. Today's date is Tuesday, February 22nd, 2017, and since last we met, men's basketball is currently 14-13 and 13 after Sunday's loss to Creighton. The Hoyas are 5-9 and nine in Big East play and stand ninth in the Big East standings above DePaul. Tomorrow we play DePaul at 7 p.m. in the Verizon Center. And, you know, it's going to be a huge game because at this point in the season, every game is a huge game, even the ones against DePaul. These are, we need full support because every single moment in the season matters. Yeah, we're really looking to break off the bubble trying to get into the tournament here. And it's going to be a huge game in terms of standings and in terms of, you know, looking forward to maybe getting a bid to the big dance. I think for uh, since this is the beginning of the podcast, we, we're sort of figuring out how it's going to look. But just to give the listeners a sort of picture for it, we're not big X's and O guys. We're not going to talk like offensive, defensive strategy, coaching decisions, that no, kind of sir. stuff. We're, we're really there for the student experience. So it's going to be a big game. But from what, just to get a little technical... We're not out, right? We're not out. We're of this. not. We're, we're not. not out. As far as I understand, we're not out. And as far as I understand, we we even have a chance. It's not just that we're not out. It's that we're we're pretty much in the mix of things right now. So we need all the student support as possible. All right, moving on. Since last we met, women's basketball, after Sunday's victory over Xavier, led by Faith Woodard with 18 points and seven rebounds, the Georgetown women's basketball squad is 17 and nine. They stand sixth in the Big East, and we're nine and seven in Big East play. So, our women's basketball team is, first of all, happy senior day, Faith Woodard. Have a day. This was senior day, and it, she showed what senior leadership looks like. Our women's basketball team, uh, ever since we got Coach Adair, has been on the up and up. And I'm only excited to see, to see how high this can get before the end of the season. I'll give you a retweet right there. Happy senior day, Faith. Way to go, Faith. Former floor member with Jake Steinberg. All right, right. Kennedy 8, <laughs> Kennedy 8, 2016. What a time to I'm be alive. Sure, it was very memorable <laughs> with your experience with you on that floor. All right, since last we met, men's basket, excuse me, men's baseball took one game in a triple header against Davidson. Men's lacrosse is currently 0-2 after a loss to Notre Dame on Saturday. Women's lacrosse is 1-2 after a loss to Maryland this Sunday. For softball, the women's softball team heads to Florida this weekend in search of their first win. They're participating in the East Madeira Invitational. Uh, just quick thing about men's baseball beating Davidson. That one was revenge against Steph Curry. <laughs> revenge. That's it. <laughs> revenge comes in all forms. All right. Now we're going to lead into the interview with the GU Pep Band president, with Alex Roberts. He's a tuba player. Jake and I got to sit down and talk with him and pitch him our certain ideas. We actually tried out for the Pep Band in the middle of the interview, so I'm sure that'll be really enjoyable. President of the Pep Band, Alex Roberts. Alex, welcome to our first interview on Since Last We Met. How you doing? I'm doing pretty well. I'm happy to be here. Cool. Um, thanks for having me on for, oh. for for this one. Yeah, thank you for coming. Of yes. course. So we have, we have um, my name is George. We've got Jake from Hoya Blue. Uh, we're just here to sort of talk uh, what the Pep Band does and its part in the athletic program and uh, hopefully reveal the curtain behind the magic that is those guys wearing the rugby shirts. So I kind of want to get first into that. 
the rugby shirts. Is there a history behind it? What's what's going on with the rugby shirts? So as far as I know, we've had them for decades. I mean, I, I've got some friends whose parents did did pep band or um, other other Georgetown students who 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 have parents and family who have done it decades ago, and they've always been wearing these rugbies. Fortunately, not the same rugbies. We we, we do have uh, a slightly updated version. We do have some old ones downstairs that, that look a little different, but. Yeah, it's just a traditional uniform kind of thing. Have you guys ever considered going into the basement and uh, digging out the old rugby's and doing a throw, throwback game? I, I can't say we really have. Um, I, it's, it's probably possible. We just have to make sure that we've got um, enough of all the sizes and that they're in good enough shape. Right. Um, as far as I know, we've only used them for some um, extra folks. Sometimes we have guest performers, um, whether it's alumni or people in the area that the that our director knows um, occasionally we'll have some guest performers with us um, so sometimes we'll have to pull out an extra rugby or two that don't entirely match but but we, we yeah, as far as I know we've never had like a, a large-scale um, throwback day though that's an interesting idea well the throwbacks seem to work pretty well for Georgetown basketball at least they look good um, but I, I, we, we'll, we'll get into a few more uniform ideas later. Jake and I, we like to think of crazy ideas, but we'll, we'll talk about that a little later on in the interview. Uh, but I, so I guess my question, I, I don't really know how the pep band functions at all. I know that they're at every single men's and women's basketball game, mm -hmm. um, both on, on campus at McDonough and at the Verizon Center. Um, so what is, what is the process like for first, walk me through joining the pep band and then sort of what practices look like. I don't think people really have a good picture of what the hourly requirements per week on a typical sports week in the winter look like? Yeah, so uh, we're a, a pretty laid-back organization. Um, we're, we're, we're not like one of the big, huge public school marching bands where you're practicing four hours a day, five hours a day. And if I'm wrong, don't they get money to be at the they, school? They do get money, too, um, which, which we do not. We, there's no kind of, of, of pension or anything like that. The closest we get is um, free travel to the Big East tournament and beyond. Um, as well as they, they subsidize our food on those events, um, and they feed us pizza at all the games. But that's about it. There's, there's no kind of a compensation of any kind other than that. Um, but it's, it's really easy to join the pep band. Uh, we, we typically do our recruiting at the very beginning of the year, but we do have people join throughout the year as they have friends who are in it, and they decide, hey, that sounds pretty fun, and they decide to do it too. Uh, but there's no kind of audition. We don't cut folks from, from pep band. Um, it's just basically whoever wants to be a part of it. Um, we've even had some people who didn't play a conventional band instrument that, that came and, and, and joined. We had someone who was, a, a, I think she played viola, and she came and, and played percussion with us. And she learned bass drum, and she's, she's been a member um, all, all four years at Georgetown. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's basically, if, if you want to join, we're, we're more than well, happy it's to funny, have Well, it's you. funny you say that because we kind of lured you here under false pretenses of talking about the pep band, but in reality, Jake and I, both over 21 students, wanted to try out for the pep band using our beer bottles. So we did. We are at, Jake, uh, Jake and I have been practicing for all, so we just want to sort of give us a first take, which I'm going to go first, so here it is. Oh. See, Jake, Jake plays in the higher register. So uh, Listen, and I've spent many years honing the art of the beer bottle, and... I feel like now it's finally becoming recognized. So just give me the first raw take of what our performance was right there. So you probably need some work. 
but I won't say a hard no. Okay. So you're saying I need to keep making beer bottles emptier? To... I, I, well, if, if, for changing the pitch, that certainly right. helps. Okay, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Then just, just put, put more hours in on it. So Fantastic. Just, I would say never spend any moment without a beer bottle in your hand, and you'll right. get really good at it eventually. Perfect. Right. Malcolm Gladwell, 10,000 hours of beer. Yeah, I, that's exactly what he meant. Um, so you said you travel a lot, uh, well, when it's the time to travel with the team. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're saying you share a ho- hotel room with, like, Bradley Hayes? Is that what happens? or are we um, <laughs> Actually, one time, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Not not usually. Um, so our, our, our normal travel is to the Big East tournaments, so um, to New York. And sometimes we go to, to the women's tournaments. We were planning to go to Milwaukee this year, um, but last minute athletics decided that they would rather have us here for the Villanova game that weekend. Um, and that it wasn't worth trying to get us out there, especially if we'd be potentially coming back the same day, because um, that's a it's a long trip for that. So this year, unfortunately, we don't get to go out there, but we do always go up to New York for the men's Big East tournament. Um, and they, we, I don't think we're in the same hotel as the team for that one. But but the one time I did get to was when we traveled uh, two years ago to the NCAA tournament to Portland. Right, we, yeah. we we did stay in the same hotel as the team and actually had a few elevator encounters with them. Um, they, do they do they treat you right? Do they they treat you with support? They, they've all been very nice. Um, I mean, not that we've had super prolonged interactions, but it's always <laughs> very friendly, um, and so it's always it's it's always fun to to run into them because to us they're they they're like celebrities. So it's it's very cool to to spend a little bit of time with them. So let me ask you a personal question: mm-hmm. When did you decide to be a D one tuba player? When did I decide to be... Was there, like, a signing day? Did you put your name down? So, I I decided I wanted to be in pep band, or in a band, <laughs> years before I chose Georgetown. Um, that was a band kid all through high school, which is what, what made, well, high school, middle school, a little before that, too. But I, I mean, band's in my blood, so um, I, I knew I wanted to do, do something wherever I went. And so, pep band was the thing here, so... Um, I remember it was one of the I was visiting one of the weekends after I'd gotten in and I talked to the pep band and they I told them I'm like okay I play a little bit of this a little bit of that I played a tiny bit of tuba but you probably don't want me doing that and they're like yes we do and so it, it, it's, it's heavy am I, am I it's, right? it's heavy it's not too bad so um, I have another tuba question that's yeah. kind of personal have you heard of tuba miss at the Kennedy Center Yes, actually, did yeah. Did you participate? I did not, but um, we did have an so, alum from a few years quickly, back. Quickly, for our listeners out there, the Kennedy Center, every year around Christmas time, will pack about 300 tuba players into a room and have them all play Christmas carols on the tuba together. And it's one of the greatest things I've ever heard. Go to it. Alex, please tell us about uh, a former pep band member who used to do this event. So actually, we had a, a, a former pep band member who did it this past year. Um, he's living in the area, and he, he texted our director, um, who got him in touch with me, because he wanted to borrow a tuba to go and play it. So, uh, unfortunately, it was right in the middle of finals, so I couldn't go join him, but I did help him get one of our tubas. Um, so, Georgetown was represented at Tuba Miss this year, but it would have been a lot of fun to go, that's for sure. So, you, I'm just going to circle back around. You said that it's in your blood. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm going to ask a question that you've probably heard a lot due to its popularity in uh, pop culture. Did you go to band camp? And if you did, what was your craziest experience at it? Oh, my band camps were not incredibly insane. Um, they're actually relatively tame at my school because my high school was relatively, it was also laid back like Georgetown, so we were very inclusive. Um, and our band camp was actually at our high school, so we didn't go away and travel. So it was a little different experience. <laughs> so 
Uh, I don't have any crazy war stories of staying up all night and getting into trouble, but um, that happened on the sides, not actually at band camp. So unfortunately, I don't have anything for you in that regard. Well, if I could, uh, I'll, I'll write a few stories for you. How about that? We could, right. we'll edit them in. Yeah, we'll edit them in. Uh, we, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely do that. And one time at band camp, we weren't supposed to have pillow fights, but we had a pillow fight, and it was so much fun. Um, so you say for the rehearsal process, I think we kind of quickly skipped over it. So how mm -hmm. many hours a week does a member, not counting games, does a member of Pep Band meet? So j not counting games or other performances, we do a little more than games, but um, we only have an hour and a half rehearsal every week. It's Monday nights, um, and that's it. Um, and the, the big part of that is because it's not a class for credit. It's not an audition group that, that we're, it's, it's, we're not trying to be the Ohio State University marching band. Certainly. We're, we're not trying to beat them. Otherwise, we'd have a hard time getting anybody, given how committed to other things Georgetown students so are. So does, does it drive you nuts when people sort of speak poorly of the pep band and compare it to other universities where we know for a fact that, one, we've got recruiting happening mm -hmm. so that these guys are coming from big, say, southern schools where it's uh, pep bands are a big thing in high school, and when they're, they're, they're on scholarship and when they, they've got a little help in their schedule. So does it drive you nuts when you hear that? For sure, for sure. Yeah, it's a, it's a different experience here because it's all, it's all volunteer. I mean, and it, and it's, folks aren't coming to Georgetown to do music. We, we, we don't have a huge music performing arts program, so you don't have those people who are here exclusively for that. And, and in fact, most people are here for, I mean, to do a variety of other things. And we, so we do have a lot of, of variety in just what, what pep band members can do because the time commitment isn't what it would be at one of those big state schools. Um, it's like, because if we, if we had two hours of rehearsal every single night or even more than that, we would have a much smaller band. And not that we're a big band as it is. Well, I, I noticed that the attendance seems to fluctuate. So how does it work? Is there assignments? How does it, uh, just like in any of our, uh, as attendance in the student section, it mm -hmm. fluctuates for the band. Um, how does it work with signups? So, so we do encourage everyone to go to everything, but we understand that that's not a, a, a realistic expectation that everyone come to every single event. Right. So that's the incentive to coming is the attendance percentage is the most, the, it's the largest factor into deciding who gets to travel. So if we've got someone who showed up to, you know, maybe half the games, then they're much less likely to go to somebody who only missed when they had uh, some kind of sporting event, like we have people in club sports. So we understand when there are other commitments, but um, but yeah, we encourage people to come to everything because you're much more likely to travel if you're at everything. So how do you guys choose your songs while we're talking about this rehearsal process? Mm -hmm. What what goes into a choice like that, and can you guys learn closer for us? <laughs> Actually, that's been on our list. Um, our our music that's all handled by our director. So we do have a a permanent director. His name's Aaron Broadus. Um, and he decides all our music. He puts stuff in our folder um, and handles all of that in the regard. So it, it is a mostly student-led organization. I mean, I, I do the, the vast majority of the, the, the planning and getting everybody to places where they need to be and all the information, getting that out to the band. Uh, but we still have a permanent staff member who is our director, and he, he's in charge of all the music. So he decides what we play, he decides what we don't play. And we do have a certain amount of influence, but ultimately it's his decision. And actually, he did have the idea to write up a little arrangement of, of Closer, um, not to do like the entire song. I'm that, surprised it's a pretty, pretty <laughs> Nobody's heard of that. No yeah, one's really heard of that song. Why would you choose a song that nobody's heard of? That's, a, that's from an underground band. Yeah. Um, 
Well, that's that, that kind of makes sense, and I can imagine to learn a new song with only an hour and a half a week with attendance not guaranteed. Mm-hmm. That's got to be pretty rough. It is. It's 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 tough, but um, that that's why we we have a core of songs that that we typically play very often at most of the games, and we keep it year to year so that we've got some songs that people that everybody knows, and then we try and throw in a new one. I know he just added the Star Wars theme. Um, to our folder a few weeks ago, and we we've only played it a couple new times. New stuff alert! But, hashtag it. Get yeah, it. yeah. And, Breaking news. And you may not hear it as often because we haven't had that time to work on it. Um, and especially when we only rehearse once a week, and that's it. Just happens to be the day that most days off are Monday nights. So we, we would normally have rehearsal tonight, but um, because of President's Day, I didn't have it. Um, uh, but, if you could only play, so while we're talking about choosing songs, you say you have your core. If you could only play one of those songs for the rest of your career at Georgetown, why would it be Just a Friend by Bismarcky? Actually, not in our folder. And I, I can't believe you didn't say the fight song, because that would 100% <laughs> be what I play the entire time if, if I could only pick one of them. But, well, um, the fight song is interesting, and I, I love it. And I think people need to understand when it happens that it's Hoya Saxa three times and that's it. Um, I think some people might criticize the pep band for trying to play or for lack of playing during certain play on the court, but I don't think a lot of people also understand there are laws and regulations in the NCAA about playing. Could you explain how that works at all? Um, I can explain what I know. Um, I can't say I'm an expert on it, but but yeah, so basically we we don't play during play at all. We can yell, we can do all we want, Um, and I wish we could do some on the drums because then we could actually get something going. Um, it's a very a lot easier to get Hoya Saxa going or we are Georgetown cheer going when we have drums to do it. But um, during play, we can't we can't do anything. Otherwise, we risk getting a technical foul on our team. So I've had a dream for as long as I've been a Georgetown fan, mm-hmm. which is for a uh, trombonist. Trom- is that the correct pronunciation yeah. of that? To go rogue uh, after a air ball and hit him with the solo sad trumpet noise. I'll play that just for effect. <laughs> Uh, that's been my dream for someone to just play a very sad trombone. Is that not possible? And just take the T? <laughs> I mean, it's worth it. It's worth it. In my mind, you're it's, gonna it's take cost, a T for cost benefit. It's so worth it. And that player is rattled. Well, well, it would be worth it from our perspective, from your perspective, and maybe in the perspective of the game. I think we risk that that individual getting kicked out of pep band if that happens. Because if athletics notices that they'll get mad at us and they ultimately have the say as to what happens with us um well maybe there's a senior and goes out in a blaze of glory just okay just let it oh, fair enough let fair it enough sit, let, let, it let, sit, let it rattle let around the old uh the old this is going on yeah, yeah. for sure yeah um okay well let <laughs> thank you that's my dream so maybe one day that can happen gotcha. um so this is a good question and i understand that you are a executive member of the pep band but i have uh I'm on your website right now, and I've pulled up the uh, band count council, and so it has the different sections. Mm-hmm. What is your least favorite section, and why? Least favorite section of the pep band? Yes. Ooh, that's tough. It's not the tubas. I can guarantee you that much. How many tubas are there? There's two of us. <laughs> yeah, stick together. Yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah. throw your other um, tuba under the bus there. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, our low brass in general is really good. We have a really good freshman trombone section. 
Um, so I'm a big fan of theirs. So in three years, George, you might get your dream. <laughs> Would you say that percussion's a little too flashy? That they're they're kind of the glory. A little glory too flashy. Children? That may be an understatement. <laughs> okay. uh, I love the percussionists, but they uh, they they often they well they uh, march to the beat of a different drum. Oh, I like you, that. Uh, <laughs> um, and it's always their own drum too. But yeah, I mean it's it's inherent to to how percussionists work. But yeah, it's. I love them, but they can be uh, a little much at times. <laughs> well, I uh, you can put me on the record as I, saying that too. Oh, I I tell it to their faces. Well, good. We'll let them. We'll, we'll let them know. Um, so we just have a couple. We're, we're going to wrap up here. We just got a couple of uh, ideas for you to, to sort of innovate the the band section. You can mm-hmm. take them as you as you will. Um, first idea: vertical stripes instead of horizontal on the rugby shirts. They're slimming. It looks good, and uh, I think it'll be a little wacky. Thoughts. It would certainly be a little wacky. Um, I would definitely have to see that design before I okayed that. Though All I, right. I don't, so a <laughs> second idea. Imagine a rugby shirt and rotate it. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's, <laughs> it, in my head, that looks so strange. Um, so I can't necessarily get behind it at this point. Ultimate Not idea. just all blue shirts, but all blue morph suits. You're just playing your instruments through the fabric of the morph suit. You've never played a musical instrument, have you? No, I have not. <laughs> then you don't realize how difficult that would be. Well, right. third, third option. Uh huh. And we'll then we'll then we'll let you set you free of this 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 torture. Full body Hulk costumes. You just come dressed like the Hulk. Oh, but in blue. Ooh, that would. Be you know what? You can fun. put it under the rugby shirt. And yeah, make you look yeah, like just Hulk costumes huge muscles. Under the rugby. I could see that. Um, as someone who has very recently been the Hulk at a couple different things, I, I, I can appreciate that. Little kids love the Hulk, for the record. Um, yeah. Not afraid of being stepped on? More of a Thor guy, um, personally. That's me. Uh, so, I, I guess, should we just wrap up? Anything you'd like the general public or our listeners, all three of them, to know? Hi, Mom. Uh, <laughs> anything you'd like them to know? Just about the pep band, if they could walk away with one thing? Hey, we love hearing from you guys uh, what you like, what you don't like. Um, we love it when you clap along, sing along, and we, we, we love to hear it when you like something we do. So um, even if it's just at the game and all it is is, is a little clap and a little cheering, um, I've had people yell at me from the crowds, I hate tuba player. <laughs> and, and I love it. I love interacting with the fans. And um, so it's yeah, you. I, you're the fan. I, yeah, I, I I really encourage you to to get involved, get at like just get into it. Um, if you want to know more about our cheers, if you want to get in and on our cheers and 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 get more more involved in the game, I mean that's that's what we're there for is to get get the fans involved in the game and and get especially with the students. I I think that's why Hoya Blue is so important is that that you guys keep keep the students involved in the game and invested in the game and. And so I really appreciate that. If you see Alex around campus, if you see him at the game, feel free to go up to him and yell, hey, tuba player. It might be a little hard because he's not walking around with the tuba while on campus, uh, and this is a radio interview. But uh, either way, uh, he's the guy in the, with the tuba making, uh, was it the bass percussion? No, it's not bass. It's bass brass, deep brass. What do you call it? Low brass. Low brass. Low brass. Low brass. Um, I guess our final question is, so you're a senior? I'm a junior. Junior. All right. What's your major? Uh, regional and comparative studies in the SFS. Gotta love it. What do you speak? What languages do you speak? Um, a little, a little bit of Russian and a lot of German. I love it. Beautiful. 
Uh, well, Alex, thanks for joining us. Hope it wasn't too bad. <laughs> oh, no, this was great. And, I really uh, appreciate the, the chance to be on we here. Will, uh, we'll see you on game day. For yeah. sure. All right. All right, well, that was the interview with GU Pep Band President Alex Roberts. Again, please give him a shout when you see the Pep Band playing, and hopefully we learned a little bit about how hard it is to be a Pep Band member. We actually have a second interview, uh, which is a little, little bit different. Um, we at Hoya Blue actually have exclusive access to the members of the mascotting community at Georgetown. Um, they're a little bit secretive, so they asked us uh, through the process of audio editing to interview them through a voice modulator so that we wouldn't be able to identify them by sound in case we have any friends listening. Um, so we have that process. Brian actually conducted that interview. So uh, if you hear something that sounds a little bit different, that is the voice modulator concealing the identity of the mascots. It, Lead it, take us away, Brian. All right, Jack. Well, first of all, pleasure to meet you. Huge fan of your work. You do a great job at the Verizon Center, you know. And also in McDonough and everywhere else on campus, you know, getting the crowds pumped up. Great work. Pleasure. My first question is, how does someone get involved in the process of becoming the Georgetown University Jack the Bulldog mascot? Because I've never seen, in my three years at Georgetown, I've never seen calls for an open casting or anything along those lines. So, so what really is the process? Do you have an in? Who do you know? Okay, uh, we're really not a political show, um, Mr. Mascot, but uh, again, let's, let's try to circle back to Hoya Athletics. Um, what, how much fun is it? Is, is it hot in that suit? You gotta, what's, what's the experience like? Now, now uh, before, I understand that what you've been saying is very relevant to the current political climate, but we really aren't going to say those things. I'll give you one last shot to talk about Hoya Athletics. Who is your favorite team to be the mascot for, and why? You know, you simply can't say things like that on this show. That's not a, okay. This interview, it's over. Okay, that was just unprofessional. I guess next time, let's screen our uh, interviewees a little bit better. All right, all right. That's yeah. the end of this interview. Yeah, we apologize for that. Sorry about that, folks. All right, moving on. Uh, just let's try to inform the viewers, or excuse, the, excuse me, the listeners a little bit more. Um, something we, we're going to call this segment "Pro Updates." Um, so obviously, life continues once you leave the hilltop. Uh, and there's a few pro Hoyas out there doing great things in the athletics community and in the world. So uh, first off, we've got Otto Porter of the Washington Wizards. Uh, Otto got 25 points, six for 10 from beyond the arc, and three rebounds in February 16th game against the Pacers just before the All-Star break. Um, in Major League Soccer, we're going to send our best wishes from the Hoya Blue community over to Josh Yarrow of the Philadelphia Union. Josh just successfully underwent shoulder surgery two weeks ago and we wish him a speedy recovery in the season uh, starting. The MLS season starts in just under two weeks. Again, Allen Iverson uh, coming back into the view. Allen Iverson continues to show his support for the upcoming Big Three League, which is a new three-on-three -three basketball league starting this June, just after the NBA Finals. AI looks to participate in a player-coach capacity. And finally, Sally Matlock, class of 2008 and seventh grade teacher at Harry S. Truman Middle School in Fairfax, Virginia, has successfully taught Unit 7 pre-revolution colonial politics. Way to go, Sally. Perspective. Oh, that's great. All right, well done. That's like a little perspective to write <laughs> really, up today, really you know? How, does sound, like, does clapping not come up well on these? I really wanted to go for the round of applause we there. Can, we, can, we can put it in. Hey, I, round of applause for Sally. Way to go, Sally. Yeah, way to go, Sally. We love you. 
All right, so uh, at Holy Blue, we like to pride ourselves on some of the research work we do. We try to keep the student body informed as to what's going on against the teams we play. Uh, and Jake and Brian, I believe you guys did a little digging into the team, uh, the men's basketball team at DePaul, who are playing this Wednesday at the Ryzen Center. Can you tell me about what you found? In fact, we did do some digging, and we found some pretty interesting stuff, George. We found number three, Devin Gage, a freshman from Chicago, Illinois. First of all, just want to give a shout out to his high school, the prestigious private school that is Notre Dame Academy High School for Girls. Hot take from Devin's Twitter, at DGageBowDown. Quote, Bad and Bougie is the most overrated song of our generation. Hashtag Adele deserved the Grammy. Now, I know we've had a lot of political talk from Jack in the past few minutes, but this is a really, really controversial issue. Jake, what do you Listen, think about that? Devin, you're just wrong. Sure, Adele came out with a great album, but the Grammy should have gone to Beyonce for Lemonade, which is a groundbreaking album when it broke down borders and barriers and just overall created a whole new music viewing and more than viewing, um, just a musical experience. I would even call it life-changing. Adele couldn't hold the candle to that, and Bad and Bougie is a fantastic song. Yeah, personally, I've been listening to uh, anything except Nickelback's smash hit "Dark Horse" from 2008, so I don't know much about the Grammy. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say we can move along. I don't listen to music. Um, uh, what else you got, guys? We've got one more guy, number ten from DePaul forward Tredarius McCollum from Myrtle Beach. All he ever wanted to do as a kid was be a golfer, but his dreams fell short, and he had to settle for being state putt putt runner up three years running. All right, now here's something that really ticks me off. Why do we call it putt-putt when realistically it's called mini golf? No, it, it's called putt-putt because you putt the ball and then guess what you do? You putt it again. Putt-putt. One, two. All right, but let's not take away from the competitiveness of the sport. You know, golf is inherently competitive. And this is just taken back on a smaller scale, hence mini golf. So you're telling me whimsical windmills are inherently competitive? I, I don't think this has anything to do with windmills, Jake. Are you telling me that you show up to a mini golf course and don't take it seriously? Yeah, Jake, I don't know about yes, you. Yes, that's the whole fun. Friendships not... are formed and broken that on the mini like, golf course. What Jake's saying, it sounds like a man that who's never been to a mini golf course. Because you only not, don't take it seriously when you snowman yourself out. Yeah. Let, me, let me ask you guys a question. Glow-in-the-dark putt-putt golf. Would you call that a serious competitive sport? Or would you call that a fun time with friends? I think a tiger doesn't change his stripes just because you're glowing in the dark. Mm. Listen, I'm have to I don't think tiger Jones. stripes glow in the dark. That's just where we went. Well, now we're getting into genetically modified organisms. Right. We're getting real off topic um, here. I'm, I'm out. I'm out on that. All right. <laughs> um, well, I think that's, that's all we've got for you right now. Uh, please let us know via social media. Uh, what, what you thought of the podcast. If you, if you like it, please subscribe and review. If you don't, please subscribe and review and tell us anyway. Uh, um, before we go, we got two things to keep on your horizon. Once again, tomorrow, Wednesday, 7 p.m., uh, Georgetown is going to play against DePaul in the Verizon Center. Come over, have some fun, watch the game. Should be a good one, should be important. It is the onesie promotion. So if you're coming to that game and sitting in the student section, wear a onesie. And... Uh, later in the week, on Saturday, Hoya Blue is going to be taking a bus up to Madison Square Garden to see Georgetown take on St. John's at the Garden. Uh, follow us on Twitter, at Hoya Blue, and Facebook for live updates from that trip. Yeah, so that's, that's all we've got for this, this week's episode. Um, again, thank you to Jake and to Brian for coming up and giving us some updates. Um, we hope to see you at every single event, and for now, Hoya Saxon.